Welcome to Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode 78, According to Their Faith. With plainness, Nephi has so far addressed two groups of people. Nephi has spoken to the Jews in Jerusalem. His testimony, illuminating light upon Jesus Christ, since so many will miss him. And Nephi teaches that there is no other name under heaven that man can be saved. That he will come with healing in his wings and offer to the children of men his infinite atonement. This atonement, Nephi teaches, is for all mankind and is available to all those who worship the Father in the name of Jesus Christ with clean hands and pure hearts. Jesus will do a marvelous work among them, and his work will be a restoring work, not only to their lands of inheritance, but to Father. And as many as will believe on his name, shall be saved in the kingdom of God. Nephi has written prophecies to the seed of Lehi, and as plainly as he could, he instructed his people on where to look. Look to Christ. Believe in Christ. Be reconciled in Christ. For we know it is by his grace that we are saved after all we can do. That is why Nephi talks of Christ rejoices in Christ, preaches of Christ, prophesies of Christ, so that his children will know where to look for remission of their sins. It isn't the law of Moses, though they need to keep keeping the law of Moses until Christ comes, but it is through Jesus Christ. It is he whom they are made alive in. Nephi sees the weakness of his people and the destruction that will come upon them. But Nephi testifies and stands as a witness almost 600 years before his coming that Jesus Christ will come to them. I love the message of Nephi to his seed and to his brethren's seed. Look to Christ. Be alive in Christ. Christ is everything For Nephi will see the end of his people. There isn't a better authority on the earth than Nephi is for his seed. He sees their destruction and he even sees the despair that will come upon the seed of Lehi, who are permitted to keep living. He sees the consequences of when the children of God remove their eyes, they take their eyes off of him and instead look upon themselves. Where there once was the pure love of Christ, pride will fill the void. Where wisdom and priesthood power edified foolishness replaces them with cheap imitations of happiness. Nephi teaches that because of our wicked choices, the Spirit of the Lord will not always strive with men, and with his removal comes our speedy destruction. Nephi's warning to his people is sobering, and prophetic. Now, Nephi is prepared to speak to the third group of people, 
the Gentiles. All of God's children that don't fit into the other two categories fit into this group. There is no one who can read the Book of Mormon and put it down with the thought of, well, these words don't apply to me. From 2 Nephi chapter 26, verse 12, all the way through 2 Nephi chapter 29, Nephi is addressing the Gentiles. And as I studied his words to us, trying to see what Nephi would have me take away from his wisdom and his witness, I found five truths or topics that he desires us to be empowered by. First, the Book of Mormon will come. He addresses the stumbling blocks that will weaken us and distract us. He reminds us of who God is, that the Lord God does not work in darkness, but the devil does. And Nephi gives us some knowledge to recognize his deceptions. The Lord does not forget his people, he wants us to know. However, for all of this to work in our life, for the Book of Mormon to have the power that it can have over us, for us to be able to avoid the stumbling blocks, to recognize the devil's deceptions, and to trust that God remembers us, Nephi begins by teaching us that the power of our faith is what sets all of this in motion. It sets miracles in motion, miracles that we need in our lives. Let me read verse 12 and 13, starting in 2 Nephi chapter 26 to you. And as I spake concerning the convincing of the Jews that Jesus is the very Christ, it must needs be that the Gentiles be convinced also that Jesus is the Christ, the eternal God, and that he manifesteth himself unto all those who believe in him by the power of the Holy Ghost, yea, unto every nation, kindred, tongue, and people, working mighty miracles, signs, and wonders among the children of men according to their faith. Our faith is what permits Jesus Christ, the eternal God, to manifest himself unto us. It is your believing in him. It is your obedience and repentance so that you are worthy to have the Holy Ghost be with you. That is what allows him into your life to work miracles. And not just miracles, but mighty miracles, signs, and wonders among you. I invite you to join me in a daily practice of believing this thought that Jesus can work miracles in my life, in your life. I want to do better. I want to do better at stepping aside and allowing him to do his work on my behalf to strengthen me, to teach me, to change me, so that I can always be considered one of his friends. We get in his way too much. Our fear and our mistrust and our doubt and our misunderstandings, I believe, often undermine what he can truly do for us in this life. I'm not talking about lives without difficulty, but I am talking about lives that have purpose, that are intentional, that are powerful, lives that are confident that His grace is sufficient. Think of the doubt and the confusion and the fear that would be taken away with that truth resonating in you. 
And that Satan has no power over our thoughts. That the helmet of salvation in our armor is doing its job supremely. Now, originally, I was going to refer you to some beautiful passages found in the book by President Spencer W. Kimball titled, Faith Precedes the Miracle. Read it. It will motivate you to practice daily faith and help you become excited about your potential with the help of God. It will motivate you to practice daily faith and and help you become excited about your potential with the help of God's miracles in your life. However, it came to my mind that God's daughters specifically have been invited as recently as October 5th of this month by our prophet to act in faith and to study prayerfully section 25 of the Doctrine and Covenants, along with sections 84 and 107. President Nelson desires the women of the church, the women who have made covenants with God, to learn how to have the heavens open to them. He desires us to plainly understand the power that we are equipped with because of the covenants that we have made with God and the covenants that we do keep. And that power is called priesthood power. That power only increases as we exercise faith in the Lord and in his power. I love how President Nelson is encouraging the women of the church to become sister scriptorians. He desires us to do our own homework and have an experience with the Lord. To not just take his word for it. Instead, President Nelson desires us to have a one-on-one tutoring with the Spirit about spiritual matters. Why couldn't he just tell us what can be found and discovered in the Doctrine and Covenants section 25 and 84 and 107? Because he desires us to use our faith and to consecrate our time in building our relationship with Jesus. For if we have our own personal relationship, if we have our own witness, if we know because we have found out for ourselves, then there is nothing that can shake us. Nothing can deceive us into denying him. President Nelson confirms that the heavens are just as open to women who are endowed with God's power flowing from their priesthood covenants as they are to men who bear the priesthood. If you do not know this to be true, I encourage you to prayerfully reread President Nelson's talk out loud to yourself, asking Father to make it known unto you if these words are true. The talk is spiritual treasures. It's the talk that he gave during Saturday's Women's Conference. And as you reread the words, the Spirit will testify to you that they are true. Just like it's true that we have the right to draw liberally upon the Savior's power to help our family and others we love. Take note of the word liberally that President Nelson uses. This is to be a partnership, a regular use of the Savior's power, a regular invitation for him to manifest himself into our lives, to work his mighty miracles, wonders, and signs on our behalf. And what are some examples of such miracles, signs, and wonders occurring for us? 
a good question to ask, especially when we keep in mind that this doesn't mean that tribulation will be avoided or hurts will not be present or grief and disappointment will not be encountered. President Nelson promises us that through exercising our faith, the Holy Ghost will prompt us about what is no longer needful or worthy of our time and our energy. That changes in our perspective, feelings, and spiritual strength will amaze us. That when we worthily serve and worship in the temple, we will leave armed with God's power and with angels having charge over us. If that isn't a mighty miracle, sign, and wonder, what would be? Our gift as one of God's daughters, that one of his sons recognizes and is communicating to us is our unique moral compass. And President Nelson says that our unique moral compass will be enhanced, again, helping us to discern between truth and error, making it possible for the Spirit to be with us, to guide us, to heal us. Are those not mighty miracles, signs, and wonders that come to us as we believe in Jesus Christ and act in faith? And what are those acts of faith? President Nelson names a few. Serving others, prayers, fasting, time in the scriptures, service in the temple, and family history work will open the heavens to you. There is nothing obscure on this list. There is no secret something that has been held back from us, held back from our knowledge on how to open the heavens. These are the acts of faith that you have been taught to do all of your life. But now, I challenge you to do them with intention, that you do so for the purpose of having the Savior manifest himself unto you. This power of faith that we exercise does not go unnoticed or unmatched by God. He bestows his priesthood power upon us, enabling us to do our most important work among our families in teaching them to come unto Jesus Christ and teaching them how to love both Jesus and Father. I'm overwhelmed about the fitting of these eternal pieces together, of what God has truly equipped us with to help us in this life. Nephi began his remarks to the Gentiles, encouraging them to be convinced that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the eternal God, and then promised that Jesus will manifest himself unto all those who believe in him. He does this by the Holy Ghost, which is available to all of God's children if they will be baptized. And that through the Holy Ghost and powered by my faith, the eternal God will work mighty miracles, signs, and wonders in my life. I believe Nephi began with this truth that we so easily glide over because he desired us to set our sights right. Because once we do so, we then will be prepared to accept the Book of Mormon. We will desire to eliminate stumbling blocks in our lives that distract us. 
We will be empowered by our faith and obedience to avoid the deceptions of the devil. And we will have developed so much evidence through our living in such a way that we are allowing the Lord to manifest himself in our lives and to work his mighty miracles, signs, and wonders that we will not doubt that he not only remembers us, but he has things to say to us. And therefore, we will be living our life in such a way that we are striving to hear his messages and are prepared to receive them. And these are the truths that we'll explore next time on Sister Scriptorians. Sister Scriptorians, I invite you to join me in following the prophet of God to read Doctrine and Covenants 25, 84, and 107 and be tutored by the Spirit about the power that God has given us because of the covenants we have made with Him. Make room for Him to manifest Himself in your life by consecrating your time, giving up what you need to, and trusting Him. This is how you exercise faith in Jesus Christ. Wait a minute, just one more thing. Have you taken the opportunity to give this podcast a rating and a review? Your ratings and reviews are a way to express thanks for the upliftment that you get when listening to this podcast. I have a goal to reach 100 by the end of this year, and I need your help. Also, when you share this podcast, you help to uplift others with its message. I love you, and I appreciate your support. If you have any questions or are interested in working in one-on-one coaching services, please reach out to me at sisterscriptorians at yahoo.com. I look forward to hearing from you.